When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes from Goodyear, Arizona. Paul, uh, the spring training Cactus League opener is one day away. The The Guardians have, have continued to go through their workouts uh, all this week, uh, getting ready to, to start playing games. This is sort of that, that next phase of, of spring training, all the anticipation of can't wait to get the game started. And then couple weeks from now where we'll be we'll be talking about how the players just can't wait for the the Cactus League games to be over and and for the games to count for something yeah definitely Joe uh you know uh, as a manager I think Stephen Bolt would like to have a couple more days just to uh you know get his team you know get, get make sure everyone was healthy and everybody was ready for for the you know for the Cactus League season to start but uh you know, here it is. It's uh, they're one day away, and even he was saying, you know, yeah, it's it's time to start playing playing games. When we leave the facility tonight on Friday, it's going to be nice knowing that you know we've got a game uh, on Saturday uh, against the Reds. So they still have a name to starter, but I would anticipate uh, they would that would be that would happen sometime today, and maybe we'll get a lineup too. Yeah, that, that that could happen as well. Uh, you know, it, in the past, uh, that's been something at least for the first spring training game that they've uh, rolled out and the chance to you know dissect and, and talk about and think about that first lineup. But uh, we, we we can always speculate. Uh, you know, who we think is going to be in there uh, ourselves. Uh, as far as what you saw in camp on uh, Thursday. Uh, any any matchups in the uh, the the live at bats that that stood out to you, or anybody working or throwing bullpens that uh, that you were able to get a look at, particularly? Yeah, a lot of guys threw yesterday. One guy kind of jumped out to me was uh, Joey Cantillo, left-hander from uh, Hawaii. Uh, you know, he was he faced a, a group of uh, you know a hitting group that included Ramirez, uh, Stephen Kwan, uh, Josh Naylor. And, uh, 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 Laureano and, uh, really he kind of handcuffed him, did a nice job, uh, through very well. And, uh, vote said, this is a guy that, uh, could help them, you know, down the road this season, he could be a, you know, kind of a quote unquote impact arm for them. Yeah. That would be, uh, uh, a guy that the, the, the organization has been waiting on and has been patient on for a while. So. Uh, yeah, uh, Joey Cantillo, uh, a, a guy to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, maybe not right out of camp, but uh, you know, st- staying close to to the action uh, at least with uh, with Columbus uh, as soon as he gets there. Um, uh, were you able to get a, a chance to see Scott Barlow, one of the newest Guardians? Yeah, you'd see him throw. Yeah, he threw well. You know, he's kind of he kind of goes about it a different way, Joe. Most of uh, <clears throat> most of these guys, you know, kind of showing off their arms 
at this, this this stage at camp throwing very hard and throwing a lot of fastballs. He he throws. He kind of relies on his breaking ball, a lot of breaking stuff, and uh, he looked good. He looked uh, you know in control. Uh, you know, just uh, you know the hitters you know weren't were making a lot of contact against him. But yeah, it was it was fun to watch him, and uh, you know he's going to be a big part of that bullpen this season. The uh, the the players had uh, um, just the ability to to sit back and and like sort of from the different batting groups, uh, you know, watch these guys. You know, they've they've seen Barlow before, right? They've 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 seen him with Kansas City a lot, so you know they've got to be pretty familiar with him, right? Yeah, definitely, and. Uh, you know, I think that if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that most of the young there were younger guys facing him, all those uh, kind of young power hitters, uh, you know, uh, uh, Rodriguez and uh, uh, John Kenzie Noel, uh, Brito was in that group. I think those were the guys that were facing him, you know, and uh, you know Angel Martinez. So they hadn't really gotten. I don't think they'd really gotten a good look at him, but you know he he did a you know they they, they he did a nice job. He looked, uh, you know, under control and looked like his, like he, you know, had, you know, that he was ready for the for the games to start. Speaking of young power hitters, uh, uh, at least in the organization right now, uh, were you able to see Davis and De Los Santos uh, take any live at bats uh, yesterday or no? I, I did not see him hit, but I saw, you know, I saw Rodriguez, uh, Noel, um, and uh, um, and uh, uh, Kyle Manzardo, and they all. They all hit the ball hard, Joe. Uh-huh. Hey, Noel is a big guy, and he, man, he was crushing balls. Rodriguez too. Rodriguez what hit 29 home runs last year. Noel hit 27, and you can see why they uh, they're big people, and they they put a charge in the baseball. So uh, does that? I know it was you know probably 20 minutes of just uh, watching some of these young guys hit against a reliever who's, you know, maybe working on some, some breaking pitches or whatever. Uh, but did, does that give you any hope for uh, this organization and their ability to maybe identify and, and develop some sort of uh, young power hitters, or is, is this still uh, an area where the, the club is, is struggling and, and the evidence is, is not there yet? Yeah, I think, I think it's somewhere in between. And I should say, they, you know, I, when I was watching that group, they were hitting off the machine. They weren't hitting off, you know, live pitching. But, uh, um, you know, they, you know, I think, uh, you know, there, there, all these, you know, Rodriguez, um, Rodriguez and Noel were all at AAA last year. Manzardo was at AAA. These guys are really close, Joe. I think, and uh, you know, this is a team that has an opening at DH. You know, De Los Santos too. You know, they they're looking for a combination first baseman DH. You know, to spell Naylor. So you know, the 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 opportunity is there, and I think you know one of these guys is going to get a look at some point this season. Now, obviously, De Los Santos is in a different boat with as a Rule Five guy, but uh, I think we're going to see one of these guys. I think you know if if uh, you know if the front office's uh, mantra is right, the one of the reasons we didn't go out and uh, you know sign some free agent hitting is because we want to give our young players a chance. Well, you know, this is the time to put their, uh, their money where their mouth is. Yeah. And, and I guess the other, you know, side of that is the, the front office is going to have to be patient if they do identify one of these guys 
these young guys as uh, an option. They they can't just call them up and then, you know, cast them aside uh, like they did a couple of other young uh, uh, power hitting prospects in, in Nolan Jones and, and Will Benson. You know, those could have been guys that were in the mix here at some point. But uh, now you're you're starting over uh, after you develop both of those guys uh, in your player development system. And, and when they arrived, you gave them, you know, maybe a cup of coffee and then sent them on their way. Uh, it, it, have they learned from maybe those mistakes and, and have positioned themselves to to maybe give one or two of these guys a longer look this season or uh, in, in the future, as opposed to, you know, rushing to judgment on whether or not uh, I, I just I, I worry about like a John Kenzie Noel, if, if he doesn't come up and make a splash right away, uh, that they move on from him and then he goes somewhere else and, and you know, develops into a, a strong right handed bat. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you know, Chris Antonetti was talking about that in the offseason, finding ways to give some of their prospects a longer runway, you know, a longer look. And, uh, you know, you know, I'm sure, you know, these guys keep track of the good trades and the bad trades. Uh, you know, they 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 study them, they dissect them. And I may, you know, they learn they try to learn as much as they can from them so yeah joe i think that's that's an important part of this and you know the the thing is with these young power hitters rodriguez and noel especially they, they come with a lot of swing and miss so does de los santos you know and you're going to have to live with that and uh you know i don't think that's going to change overnight so uh you know you, you got to take the good with the bad with power hitters yeah it's uh if you commit to one of these guys for the season, you know, you're talking about maybe 130 strikeouts, you know, out of them. And that, that's, uh, that's a, a tough number to swallow, especially for an offense that, uh, that needs run production. And, and that kind of kills things right there. Uh, you, you talked about, uh, you know, John Kenzie, Noel, uh, uh, Kyle Manzardo, uh, uh, Jonathan Rodriguez, uh, any of those guys that you saw hitting off the machine, uh, stand out to you in, in any way or uh, separate themselves in any way uh, from that group? Yeah, I, you know, I just think they, you know, Rodriguez and Noel hit the ball hard, really didn't get a long look at uh, Manzardo, but, you know, he has the track record, he has the pedigree, you know, he he made, you know, really s- solid contact. Um, yeah, and I think, uh, you know, the, the thing is, Joe, okay, you've seen him swing the bat, now where do they play? You know, that that's mm-hmm. the thing. I mean, they, you know, I know votes said they challenged Noel to, uh, you know, increase his speed, to uh, increase his uh, flexibility and his mobility this winter. He's a you know, he's this guy's six, four, two, sixty, Joe. And he doesn't he looks like he's in shape. So it's not there's you know, he, he's not going to get to I, I don't know if how fast he's going from point A to point B, but he looks like, you know, either a first baseman or a DH to me. But he is he is a big man. And Rodriguez, you know, is is not not he's probably six, two, six, four and, you know, two twenty. You know, he I think he played mostly outfield. But Rod, uh, Noel can play first base, third base, and in the outfield. So, you know, I want to see those guys defensively, too, because, you know, there's only one DH on, in the lineup. Yeah, and, and that's sort of the thing is is knowing, okay, if they get the hitting side of things solved, and that's a, a big question mark, 
it's it's where can you where can you put them to you know not hurt your ball club in another way it, 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 if they help the ball club at the plate they can't hurt the ball club in the field and uh these are all things that that Stephen Vogt is definitely going to have to weigh uh as the uh as the games go on and he's has the ability to get a look at these uh, different players uh speaking of young power hitters uh George Valera a guy that we didn't mention there but uh, sort of uh, forgotten in the mix because of uh, an injury-plagued season, an interesting season last year. Uh, also involved him getting uh, tossed out of a game, I believe, in uh, in Nashville. So, uh, what uh, what did you uh, learn uh, about George Valera or, or hear from George Valera uh, that gives you an, an indication as to how uh, how his season's going? Yeah, he he is. You know, he's been he's in a really good frame of mind, Joe. Um, you know, last year, like you said, was a weird year for him. That's how he he said it was just hard. You know, he he hurt his hand. You know, he was coming off handmade bone surgery on his right hand. Then he re-injured the hand in spring training, missed two months, went to Columbus, played five games, then pulled a hamstring, came back, uh, and then you know was suspended for six games for an on the field uh, on the field fight. And, you know, he really, you know, never got his feet on the ground, but he still hit 10 home runs for Columbus. But he said, uh, you know, he spent the winter in the Dominican with his trainer. Then he spent about a month in Goodyear, you know, working on his hand. And he appreciated the Guardians uh, for giving him giving him all that time to get ready. And I think uh, we might see a different guy this year. Let's And uh, he, he seemed to be, uh, you know, really kind of fired up for the season. Well, maybe he uh, he you know commits to it and, and just you know rises up the uh, the prospect rankings there and and uh, you know works his way back towards the top and sort of forces his uh, himself into the conversation uh, in the outfield. That's uh, you know what what they've been hoping George Valera uh, can can do because that's a guy that you know the you know yeah the strikeouts are going to be there but then and the power will be there uh, but he also walks he also gets on base and that's uh, an important part of the mix with George Valera. Yeah, he's got a great left-handed swing. We've seen him for a while now, and even even despite all those the injuries and the up and down season last year, he's still ranked uh, number the number the fifth best prospect in the organization by MLB.com. So that shows you what, what they think of him. Yeah. All right. I want to remind our listeners, uh, especially Scott Anderson in the Guardians Clubhouse, uh, you can <laughs> sign up for uh, Guardians subtext at two one six. Two zero eight four three four six. If you want to send a text message there to to, to sign up, or uh, log on to guard, uh, Cleveland Cleveland.com slash subtext uh, to to so, to register. It's three ninety nine a month to join, and you get text messages sent directly to your phone from Hoynes and from me uh, all throughout the season, uh, especially there in spring training. Uh, speaking of Scott Anderson, the uh, the clubhouse the home clubhouse supervisor for the uh, the guardians uh they've got a problem just like every other team in major league baseball right now uh and it's uh it's a below the belt problem hoinsey it's uh uh the the pants that are supplied by nike the new pants are uh by all reports see-through the new white pants are, are cheaply made and see-through and you've got issues with guys on photo day walking around with uh, the labels and and God knows what else uh, showing through the white pants. Uh, this is going to be an issue during the season unless uh, something changes really quickly. 
Uh, A lot of the players hadn't really realized what was going on because they were wearing pants from last season uh, during their workouts or whatever. But but when players started putting on uh, the new Nike pants uh, that they started noticing and they've known for a couple of weeks now that that these pants are are very thin and very white. And when uh, when players start to sweat in the 90 degree heat in July, uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, the the children in the front row are going to have to avert their eyes because they're going to be seeing things that they don't want to see. What do you think of the pants problem that Major League Baseball has? Joe, I thought I thought the Guardians' only problem was hitting home runs. Now, now the the uniform problem has has arisen. So, you know, it never ends. Let's hope uh, the, let's hope Scotty and 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 Tony Amato get this under control, man. They've got to come to the well, rescue here. Well, they're not going to be out there with uh, you know a needle and thread stitching new pants. I mean, this is a this is a a league wide issue. This is something that. Major League Baseball, and and this goes back to also the the New Jerseys, I guess, are are hideous as well. Uh, from everything that we've seen, the the numbers are are too big, and the the nameplate, the names are too small, and they they basically just look like you bought them off the rack at a discount store, and and that wasn't, you know, I don't think what Major League Baseball intended, but that's what Nike delivered. Yeah, and so uh, you know, obviously this is this is not the time to find that out, but they've still got hopefully a month. But I don't know if you can you know outfit thirty teams, Joe, and away home away, you know the the alternate jerseys. I mean, somebody's going to be very very busy here if they're if they're going to you know kind of make these repairs in time. Well, and we've heard ever since you know COVID the, uh, about supply chain issues and. You know, we know where the jerseys come from and we know how they're made. And, uh, you know, it's no secret uh, when, when you're dealing with Nike about, uh, you know, things of that nature. Uh, so, you know, people will have their commentary on that kind of thing as well. But uh, when you when you get in bed with a company that that's known for this kind of thing, I, I guess it, this is what you should expect. Right. Uh, I, I just I, I find it hard to believe that. Uh, there wasn't somebody sitting there in a room that got to see what these new uniforms would look like. And and nobody had a question and said, hey, what happens when these get wet or what happens when, you know, uh, 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 Josh Naylor is uh, is sweating on an August afternoon uh, home game and he bends over and all of a sudden the the, the pants stick to him like an NFL lineman. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, Joe, that's uh, <laughs> I. I'm going to avert my eyes from that. Well, so hopefully, yeah, luckily we're, hopefully they, this is a problem they get they get they get they get solved here. Yeah, it's, uh, that would be ideal uh, if they could solve that before the the first uh, home game. That would be great. Uh, but we'll all be looking at the sun for the first home game anyway, so nobody will be looking at their pants. I'm sure. Uh, as far as uh, speaking of first home games, uh, the Saturday opener we already talked about coming up. Uh, they've, they've got some. Uh, uh, some interesting uh, opponents. They've got Cincinnati in the first game. Uh, Sunday they go to Peoria uh, to face Seattle, and then they're back in Peoria on Monday uh, to face San Diego. And then two home games the uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week against the Athletics and the um, the Diamondbacks. Uh, so uh, you know a, a, an interesting first week of of Cactus League action. Uh, and and we don't know what the the rotation is going to look like yet or or anything like that, right, Wednesday? Yeah, 
that, Joe. I mean, these guys, uh, you know, I would think, uh, you know, the the first uh, four or five games, you know, you're, you know, I, I'm not sure. I don't, but I know maybe we'll see uh, Bieber at some point next week, Bieber and then McKenzie, but those guys aren't going to, they're not going to pitch, uh, you know, this, this weekend. I, you know, I would really doubt that. I, I they've, they've got a ton of pitchers in camp, you know, and, and vote said he knows the pitching, the pitchers who are going to pitch on Saturday. Uh, they just haven't named a starter yet. Yeah. So like a lot of the, that, you're talking like non-roster guys who are, are trying to make the club or trying to, you know, you know, show something that the the, the club can use them later on during the season. Uh, maybe uh, Carlos Carrasco is a guy that, uh, you know, gets a shot there in the first week or so. Yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah, because uh, Carlos threw uh, the other day through his, uh, you know, batting practice. I think, uh, you know, he usually comes along a little slow, more slow, a little slowly in spring training, but you know, you know, he he might feel like he's got to show something here early in camp, you know, with him, you know, coming in on, on a non-roster uh, contract. Uh, so, you know, perhaps he, he will get a call in over the next, in the first three or four games. Yeah. Jaime Barea or Tyler Beatty, also uh, guys who, uh, you know, if they're healthy, if they're on schedule, they might be candidates to, to pitch over the weekend uh, as well, depending on. You know, uh, obviously they've, they've got a hierarchy. They've got a, a list of guys who, you know, you need to get in there and get innings. So, uh, you know, the guys that they, they put on the major league field, it'll be, be interesting to see. Uh, you, you'll start to know after the first couple of games, you know, who the guys are in the mix for those uh, whatever spots uh, that, that they're competing for. So, uh, all right, Hoyt, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, pretty solid week out of uh, out of Goodyear there uh, from you. Uh, great to hear from you, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday. Good deal, Joe.